Did you answer my Where question, though? Where did my though? friend go? Can you hear me? Do, do, do. Wait, wait, wait. I think I figured that out. Hold on. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, got to go back to FaceTime. Video. Microphone. This one here. Do, 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 and now you can hear me. There you are. Oh, I tell you what, Linda, you update software and just, oh boy. Everything goes to shit. Everything breaks. And then you have to just wiggle the handles, just restart everything twice and, you oh, know, delete but, things and remake them identically. And then, uh, you know, it just works again. But Lenny's kissing me on the face right now. Oh, I love that little kisses from that little guy. And then he hears your voice and he's like licking the air. He's like, where's that guy? Oh, yeah. We're, we're fast friends now. You know, we've seen each oh, other yeah. three times, I think, in his, in his short life. Yeah. And, and he's uh, into you. I'm, I'm a fun guy. What can I say? He loves you. I'm good with kids. I'm good with dogs. Yep. I'm not good with adults. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out not good with grown i'm not good adults at, uh working or being around other grown-ups <laughs> reading kids books though that's that's a great joy yeah exactly mm-hmm, my friend mm-hmm. was just telling me about this kid's book and uh i was in the middle of getting the answer of what it was called but i can't uh i'll tell you after the call it's uh it's about holding two things for at once like how two things can be true at the same time. Oh, like, like metaphorically, not like it's hard to hold a fork and also your toy. <laughs> fork and a knife. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, no, like, you you laugh, but children's books, some of them are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go through so many phases throughout your life where like object permanence is a thing that needs to be learned. And that's that's so wild to me. Ball. I was actually walking by some people in the park today who were trying to teach their child about object permanence, and they kept saying object permanence, and I was like, I get it. I don't think it's I don't think it's a thing you have to teach. Does isn't it yeah. just part of like psychological development amongst like very young children? I feel like it just yeah, kind of like happens. Yeah, it'll it'll happen. You get out of the way, and object permanence will happen. That's my promise to you. <laughs> yeah, that's the Andy Mangold you, promise. You, as a parent, have too much time on your hands. Linda, while we're talking about children and object permanence, have you watched the new Netflix sensation, Old Enough? Oh my god, I watched the first two episodes, and of course I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's not to love? You got Japanese children, you got danger, and you've got adorable tasks. So adorable. It's a a very incredible show, and uh, I mean, I guess just to like say very clearly what it is for people that maybe haven't listened, haven't watched that are listening. It is a, a old, maybe still running, like, reality show in Japan. And the Netflix version is, like, imported and, you know, uh, translated or, like, you know, uh, subtitled by this company. And they seem to have, like, handpicked episodes from across the many years of this reality show's run, just, like, really good episodes for the Netflix series. And uh, it's basically, a, like, they're, like, 12, 50-minute episodes, and it features a very young child like usually two or three uh, in Japan who is going to run their first errand for their parents independently. And something I don't know about this, Linda, like is this an established coming of age ritual in Japanese culture or is it because of the show that there's so much pomp and circumstance given to these tasks? I've been like uh, a little too ashamed to Google it, 
But like people who are out in the world don't seem to pay it any mind. Like they're just like, oh yeah, there's a baby. Like on later that. episodes, the, so I've watched a few more, and the thing that strikes me the most about this show, I mean, obviously, like the the high level thing for Americans is like, oh, you could never do this in America because uh, it's not that you know your kid would be kidnapped or whatever, but it's just that someone in an SUV would run over them and not even notice, right? They would just get crushed right. by a giant uh, Ford Ranger, and then uh, <laughs> there'd be nothing left of them, and they wouldn't even stop because they wouldn't even notice. Um, so there's that layer. But the thing that's most striking to me is that I don't know how representative these little shows are of like the average Japanese home life, but right. all of these people live in these idyllic little towns. And I don't mean like, you know, postcard idyllic where it's like the most beautiful town or whatever. It's not like it's crazy beautiful, but they all seem to live in like little towns that are like the perfect size where everybody kind of knows everybody. And there's like one, you know, soba shop in town and one sushi chef in town and one laundromat yeah. in town. And, but like, it makes sense as to why they're more comfortable having their toddlers just go alone and like walk a kilometer or more to go to the store and like buy something because they know everybody in their community, right? It's like 60% of the people that they're going to see on the walk are people that know them and recognize the kid at least, even if they don't know his name or, you know, hang out with them. It's like actual communities. And I feel like that is something that we, it's not even that that's rare in America. It's that does that exist anywhere in America? Is there anywhere in this country where you have a little town that's like, Everybody knows each other. It's like all walking, you know, distance. Yeah. And, you know, everything is like self-sustained in that little town. I don't I'm not aware of any place that's like that. So this it reminds me a little bit of my sister's old neighborhood, Serenby. Remember her community that she lived in that I had like I do remember that, but how many businesses were in Serenby? Probably like I don't know, like eight or something. Like there was like a flower shop and a cafe and a coffee shop. Was there like a grocery a store and a laundromat? Mm, I don't think so. Is that where we, is that where, I think that the thing that comes closest then is just like neighborhoods in a big city. Right. Yeah. So like, I feel like in my neighborhood, I know my immediate neighbors and like i would send a kid to like the coffee shop on the corner a few blocks away cuz i know the route i know the people and you would send yeah. a 2 or 3 year old to walk down the street and cross a street in your neighborhood and go pick up some coffee well here's the thinking i'm a parent in this hypothetical and i'm going to send my kid quote unquote alone but really there's like a camera crew okay but but i mean we have to we have to accept the premise of this show which is that this would happen regardless of the camera crew's presence right this is a thing that happens in these families in japan and just happens to be that it's documented yeah fuck no it's it's not it's not that's not happening this is Uh, that's one of the things that's amazing about this show is that uh you get like glimpses of the camera crew sometimes yeah i love that they like don't even care to edit this i mean they think well they don't edit them out but also like they're barely disguised they basically put the camera in like a tote bag and the lens is just sticking out one end but then you realize it's a two-year-old they're not gonna fucking know they're being filmed like right they have no idea so you know they they do like the bare minimum amount of like you know at least cover the camera up so it's not an obvious thing and then they just basically like follow the kid blatantly and uh, very few kids notice i mean some later episodes you'll see a kid like greet one of the camera people but they're not even greeting them like 
you're being weird. They're just like, oh, an adult near me. I should say hello, you know? Yeah, exactly. I really loved uh, the show because spo- uh, here's a spoiler for people if you're going to watch it. Um, the the first episode uh, portrays a child who is like very successful in crossing a highway and getting to a grocery store and picking out all the items he needed to. And then like he forgets one. So he goes back and he gets it. And you're like, wow, what a great kid. Uh, Kids in Japan must be so much smarter than us dumb Americans. And then the second episode, the kid is just like, fuck chores. (laughs) Yeah. He's sent to make some juice and he's like, actually, I'm going to play for three hours in my house. (laughs) (laughs) And when he goes and hides under the table because he gets scared for a minute because it's the first time he's been at home alone. (laughs) And the blatant lies over the phone where it's like, is the juice ready? Yes. Okay, yeah, bring it over. Okay. And then he looks back at the empty table with no juice on it. And it's like, wow, <laughs> savage. I loved it. It was great. So I like that there's a variety. Can't wait to watch more of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a real joy. It's a real delight. Good little show. Worth great the hype, show. I would say. I agree. But yeah, I feel like in this country, there were little towns like that. Like, what you need is you need a place that was built before cars, right? Which rules out pretty much the entire middle of the country, right? Middle of the country, right out. Most of the West Coast, right out. Like, except for basically, like, Seattle and San Francisco and, like, maybe part of Portland. Like, L.A. was built once we had cars. So was San Diego. Like, all the other big cities in California were, like, built with cars as an expectation. Because you need a place that was built for pedestrian traffic. We don't, we, just, we don't build towns like this now. So you need that. Right. And the other thing you need is for it not to have been blown up into a giant city, right? And if you look at the places that used to be historically small towns, they're all now like suburbs of Philadelphia or suburbs of DC or whatever. Like it can't be suburbanified. Uh, right. And there's it, just so few places in this country where I feel like you get that sweet spot. And as a result, it's like, we just don't have little towns like this. And I don't know if they're specifically going to these kinds of little towns. And they're not all super small. Some of them are bigger. But, you know, everyone seems to know each other in like a cordial social way, right? Like when they go to the shops, everyone has their person at the market. They buy their oranges from or whatever. Or their fishmonger. That's like their family's fishmonger in in town. And there's like relationships that are built between people. That's just like, to me, that's so important to life. And it's so hard to find in this country. It's all that you want, Andy. It really I is. I feel like this is going to be the end of our show. At one point in your life, you're going to find that little town and you're going to say, Linda, I'm going off the grid. It'd be and hard to leave all of my friends, you know? <laughs> you'll bring them all with you because you need a commune. But like, I just want, you know, we even have like a nice little butcher shop. It's kind of in our neighborhood that, you know, butchers local meat. Uh, but there's like, you know, nine people working there. And, and as, of, no one, as of yet, nobody has like recognized me and been like, oh, it's that guy. I just want to be Aww. like that guy to some people where they're like, oh, that guy likes this kind of stuff or whatever, you know? Yeah, I only have that with my coffee shop. Is uh, that a that's a daily trip for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just like don't even charge me anymore. Oh, great. Like, like the last two days, they just haven't even charged me because I'm giving them so much money well it's kind of self-defeating there if they don't charge you because they're giving them so much money then you know (laughs) you're not giving so much money anymore it's like the business is like we kind of feel bad about how much (laughs) you've spent you know we we charge eight dollars for this i mean you you know you can make this at home right (laughs) yeah uh lenny's really excited about his ball right now Mm -hmm. here's a question for you like if you're 
walking down your block on the average day to your daily coffee trip, how many yep. people do you see on the block whose name you know? They don't have to be your friends, but you got to know their name. Uh, on a daily? I mean, there's a pretty good chance that I'll see one person whose name I know on yeah. the way to the coffee shop. And like, like you live in like person. a pretty small neighborhood that's like, you know, ostensibly pretty tightly knit. But like, yeah, you don't know. Any, like you see a thousand people on the streets every day. You know, one of them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if I walk around for like an hour, I might see a couple who I know. Yeah. But I, I really like it. That's what is so great about investing in your community and uh, frequenting local businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, we have like the tiniest fraction of that in our actual neighborhood. But of course, we have no businesses in our tiny little neighborhood. But we have a very tight community. Like I would absolutely, if I had a toddler, let them walk out of my house and walk to the other side of our neighborhood to like get something from our friend's house and bring it back. Like I would totally trust them to do that because I do know everybody lives in all these houses, at least by name or whatever, see them walking around. But, you know, it's not a big enough neighborhood that we have like our own business, our own commerce, you know? Right. That makes sense. Anyway, it's a good show. What else is new with you, Linda? Um, I don't know, man. I've just been like going through emotions. You've been and, in it. Yeah, I've just been feeling my feelings and watching too much TV. Um, which is fun. What are you watching? You've only seen two episodes of Right, old enough right. so what, what are you watching instead um i watched all of love is blind season two which uh, is, oh this is like the reality show yes is this the one with flavor flav what what was flavor flav's it, reality show uh that was from like 2004 i know but i thought like, i heard somewhere they put that on netflix again recently or something and there was like a little resurgence but it's Flava not that this is love? What, what is love is blind tell me about it i don't know anything about it obviously <laughs> you're thinking of flavor of love that's what i'm thinking of you're right but, yeah okay so it's not flavor flavor show <laughs> no. can you tell i'm like out of touch when you're like i'm watching love is blind and i'm like is that the one with flavor flav <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the big old clock for a necklace. <laughs> oh, you know, the one the kids like. Did you know he's not even really a musician? He's a hype man. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's not even worth talking about. It's just garbage. It's so good, though. So it's, it's just, just that sweet spot of like garbage TV you can just soak up. Yeah, but it's like interesting because you start to see the way that people relate to each other. And then you start to really digest like, oh, man, how do I relate to people in my life? And what are my relationships like? And ooh, yeah, so I think it's fun for that reason. Um, that doesn't sound but, like it's trash necessarily. If it makes you have those thoughts, those are valuable thoughts to have. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. And this one couples sit in a room where they can't see each other. So like, you're in a room and then there's someone in a room directly next to you and, and you say couples but these people have not met before it's not like they me have and hillary go and sit in a room and can't see each other <laughs> correct so there's like 14 men and 14 women and of course it's just like cis uh hetero uh people dudes so with crew like, cuts and uh ladies with wavy hair yeah, exactly. And uh, so they get to know each other and then they like propose to one person and then they every spend one of the 14 oh. people proposes to one person. Sadie, shut up. 
I'm making a show. If they, I think in the end, like, I think there were like seven or eight people who ended up forming a couple. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers to no anyone who's watching it. Don't spoil but it. It's really, yeah, it's just fascinating because, like, it's only the first episode or two where they can't see each other. And then after that, it's just like, okay, they've had this like really intense emotional connection. They've spent like days and days and days like talking to each other and getting to know each other and like kind of falling for each other. And then they get to see each other for the first time. And it's like, uh oh, this lady's got no arms or whatever. Yeah. And then they go and they live together and they figure out how to have a life. And it's. It's just interesting. So I watched all of that last week. Whoops. I mean, I feel like I could get into these like social experiment kinds of shows. The thing that I have not liked in the past when watching what I believe to be similar programs is the like what I perceive to be manipulation by the production crew to make it extra dramatic or like inject drama. Like the social experiment of meet somebody without seeing them and decide you know, if you want to be in a relationship and like, you know, exploring this territory is like fascinating to me. I think that's a really interesting thing. It's the like tone with which a lot of these things are often done that rubs me the wrong way. What's the oh, tone yeah. of the show? Is it trashy? Like, you know, uh, it's not like Bravo. Like, dun, dun, dun. no, it, it. I think you should. The try questions it. are like, what are your six favorite sex positions? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. OK, I maybe, think maybe should, I would enjoy I it. Give it a shot. You and Hillary should try it out. Let me know what you think. I'll let you know, but we have to get through old enough, though, so it might be a minute. Oh, okay. Got it. To me, old enough is like a perfect palate cleanser, because it's only 15 minutes long. I feel like like... it's a palate cleanser for life. You just have a rough day, and you just close (laughs) out with a little toddler. They always get a little satchel of what they call a charm, which I guess is... But first of all, it's how they hide the microphone that they have the kid mic'd in. But it seems like that's also a thing that they have regularly is like an idea of like carrying a charm for good luck so they have a little charm they take out like these kids also I was they got wondering what that was they, they got all sick had like outfits little, yeah they do they're all got like oh really cool God. little bags and they wear layers they're like oh, so cool i want to put you on that show yeah make me run an errand in japan they're actually i might struggle Italy. more than them i don't speak the language so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at this stupid ass american boy <laughs> trying to figure out how to buy some curry. you have to give me the instructions for the errand in japan my first task is figuring out what the hell the errand even is yeah exactly in, in japanese i said in japan gc I'd, I'd be bad at this <laughs> in canada yeah <laughs> i'd do it yeah i would P- watch put me that. in coach subscribe what have you been up to, Andy? I just got back from uh, California last night. A day of traveling, Andy. and now I am tired and jet-lagged. Are you socially tired as well? Um, I wouldn't say I'm socially tired. Here's the other thing going on in my life, Linda. Uh, we have gotten rid of our office that we mm-hmm. had for many years. And <laughs> it was, you know... It was a, a change. We spent a lot of time making the office really nice, and it was a really beautiful space that we were proud of, but we didn't own it. It was rented, and we were not using it anymore on account of how some how things have changed due to the pandemic. So we got rid of our office, and now I am tasked, or I've tasked myself with finding a home office for myself because I don't have a home office, Linda. So when I'm working from home, I'm like at the dining room table or on the couch or sometimes in bed. So... Uh, that's not really sustainable. <laughs> so I got really excited, actually, because like, we have a, a basement that has a high ceiling, but it's unfinished. Just, you know, a concrete foundation. We had it waterproofed years ago just to keep yeah, water from getting yeah. in in the rain. But uh, 
totally enough space for a nice office down there and wouldn't even have to like mess with any of the basement stuff. We don't have to touch the furnace or the water heater or the washer or the dryer. There's like a space at the front of the basement, which actually opens up to the outside, has a full size door. It's got a big window. Like we can make a nice little office down there. It is under the front porch. It doesn't get a ton of light, but like very promising space. And you know, I haven't never had a home office properly. And I've also been making podcasts for my entire adult life, basically like eight or nine years at this point. I have never, Linda, had a home podcast studio. I have always like pulled a mic out of a drawer, plugged it in and like, you know, plopped it on my dining room table like I'm doing with you now. And to have an actual podcast studio that's just always set up and ready to go, I don't have to fiddle with all these fucking knobs every single time is going to be great. So I'm really excited (laughs) about it. So I got all excited. I contacted a bunch of contractors and I was like, look, this is a simple thing. I have already made the project simple. There's no HVAC. There's no anything. It's basically a drywall box. The one tiny complicated thing I want is I want a radiant heated floor. They do these ones with like electric mats you can put in bathrooms and stuff. Not terribly complicated. That's like the one thing it's like more than just, you know, framing out a space. So I just want, you know, drywall, some insulation, heated floor, done. Very simple. Yeah. But hiring a contractor is impossible. It's awful. So I reached out to like 20 and I heard back from like four of them. And three people have come out at this point to look at the actual space and get me a quote. But only one has actually sent me a quote. And Linda, I would like to ask you what (laughs) you think that project I just described would cost in U.S. dollars American. Okay, will you give me the item list one more time? Yeah, so it's a it's like 140 square foot space. Yeah. And it is... Framing out that space, putting in drywall, putting so in insulation. Just drywall insulation. Okay, got drywall it. Drywall insulation. You also have to put in some can lights, some outlets, uh, yep, run those yep. to the breaker box. The breaker box is big enough, though. We don't have to, like, redo that breaker box. It's got enough empty circuits. So run those wires to the breaker box and put in this radiant heated floor, which, again, that's Ooh. the most complicated part of the project. But, you know. So before the heated floors, I was going to say, like, 40000 but heated floors too. I don't know, like sixty. You you I'm, sound like Lucille Bluth right now. How much could a <laughs> banana cost? Ten dollars. How much is an apple? I don't know. Ten. You 15? seriously think that sounds like a forty to sixty thousand dollar project? I don't know. Oh I man, mean, I'm in New York. You are, you are New York through and through. <laughs> How much does it cost? Well, so, I mean, you kind of ruined my fucking punchline because you just (laughs) went insane with that number. Like, $60,000 is enough money for, like... project in New York, it would probably cost a hundred (laughs) grand. $60,000 is enough for, like, a very nice kitchen renovation with, like, all new everything. This is just a literal empty room. Okay, okay, so how much is it if it's not 40 grand? Okay, well, I guess I should say, I thought, after doing my research... I thought it would be between ten and fifteen thousand. I thought if it's fifteen or a little over, that's probably like more than we should pay for it. But it's probably worth it just because I want to get an office soon. And so I'd like done all the research. I've looked this up online, like you know, priced it out, figured all the things out. And the quote was thirty five thousand dollars, which is oh, I thought an insane I wasn't amount that of money. Far off. Yeah, you actually somehow guessed it close. You really ruined my punchline. I've <laughs> I've done this game with other people, and every other guess I've gotten has been like seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. $7,000, that's like a new cooking range. That's like... Yeah, but there's no like, cooking range down there, Linda. It's just walls. <laughs> I know, but lumber right now. It's so pricey. 
The lumber is not the expensive part. And the part. supply chain, Andy. Think of the supply chain. I mean, obviously, you're right. So I don't know what I'm explaining <laughs> to you because you fucking basically nailed it. But suffice it to say, well, I'm not paying thirty five fucking thousand dollars for an empty room in my basement. So uh, yeah, now I basically oh, man, have to I'm do sorry. it myself. I think, and so. I'm just planning that project out, which is a oh, new wait, thing. Oh, wait, are you really going to do it yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pay $35,000. I need an office. What other option do I have? Maybe you could get on a TV show. Oh, that would be great. I, I think I would my be fun on those redesigned works. TV shows. Like, this is, like, a really good... This is really good for TV. Because people in the middle of America and everywhere else are going to be like, Oh, a podcast studio. Well, that's neat. I you cannot know? believe you said $60,000. I said 40 to 60. You said 60, including the floor. <laughs> well, if it's 35 where you live, then it probably would be like 60 where I live. That's not a reasonable price. <laughs> it's it, like, I'm, I didn't say that was reasonable. I was saying that's what it probably costs. No, I think, I think this company gave me their like, fuck you price. They're like, we're not hurting for work. So make it worth our time to giving, come out and do your I project. All, all contractors right now are giving everyone their fuck you price, including, Real estate. Like, I just looked at an apartment that was a one-bedroom, which is really like a half-bedroom. All the floors were slanted. The kitchen fucking sucked. All of the appliances are out of date. There's no laundry. It's on the fourth floor. There's no elevator. No yard. No outdoor space whatsoever. It's basically like a few rooms, no closets, <laughs> and a shitty outdated kitchen for $4,000 a month. And I'm like, yeah, that's, okay. Um, that's wild. <laughs> uh yeah it just sucks right now everything is super duper expensive is it gonna go the other way andy dude i don't fucking know but i'm like mega depressed about it to be honest like we've been been saving up for a long time to like redo our master bathroom which i had extensively researched and figured that you know if you research a master bathroom (laughs) renovation it says most of them cost between 15 to twenty five thousand dollars and i was like well okay i like fancy stuff so uh let's assume ours is gonna be forty thousand dollars right yeah. Now, if they fucking $35,000 for a goddamn square in our basement, they're going to tell me it's like 200 grand to redo our master bathroom. So yeah. I'm like, I'm upset. It's not I'm fun. Sorry. And I was like, I you was, should look for a different contractor. I, I contacted 20, Linda. And then the oh, other man. person that said they'd send me a proposal uh, didn't get it to me. They said it would be to me two weeks ago, Monday. And they haven't sent it. And I've texted and called them a couple of times. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to. The owner's going to get back to you immediately and sort this out. I'm like, okay, I just need a proposal and uh, nothing. And then there was another guy here this afternoon to give me a quote, but he was like, everything they do is laminate. They don't even put in real drywall. They put in this like proprietary laminate wall they've like designed. Uh, and he was like real salesman-y. Like, he was like, oh, we can't insulate the ceiling. I'm like, why not? Why can't you insulate the uh, ceiling? And he's like, we don't do that. And I'm like, okay, well. So anyway. Sorry, bud. It's awful. I was so excited about it, too. And I was like, oh, I feel excited about this thing. This is going to be great. And now it's like, got to do it myself. Yeah. You can just borrow my brain and expect worst case scenario all the time. I thought I was, Linda. I thought 15 grand (laughs) for a drywall room was absolute worst case scenario. I really did. Uh, You're not wrong. I'm in transition now. I'm about to leave my apartment. Lenny, to your be a question good of like, boy. is it going to go down? I don't fucking know. I have no clue. I don't even understand why it's up. Like, I yeah. truly don't. Like, I understand yeah. the concept of inflation, right? 
But I've also heard a lot of people explaining that, oh, actually, every single company's profits are way up. So every single company just independently decided to, like, be extra greedy. And I'm like, what? How does that make any sense? That's not a cohesive worldview. Like, I understand the inflation thing, right? We gave everybody a bunch of checks. We printed a bunch more money into the treasury. So the value of the dollar went down. So the price of everything went up by, like, 8%. Fine. Great. 8% less than $35,000 is still not a reasonable price to pay for this fucking basement. So, like... There's a huge disconnect here. I, I don't get it, and it's very upsetting to me. I like to understand the world, I know. but right now I do not understand the world. I don't either, and I'm not an economist. That's for dang sure. Yeah, we're definitely not economists. But, That's one thing you can say about like... us, Linda. Definitely not economists. <laughs> uh, I like that you compared me to Lucille Blue. <laughs> that was great. How much could like a drywall that. room cost? $60,000? I don't know, a hundred grand? <laughs> I mean, to buy a home where I live, a one-bedroom home would cost me a million dollars. So it's all... Uh, wild. Wild stuff. It's stupid. Yeah, I don't Tell know what I'm going to do. Tell me something good, though. I mean, and you my, don't have and My to. sister just bought a house with her husband in, uh, in Boston, and they were, like, really struggling with the insane real estate market and ended up buying a house that does not have a kitchen because... This house what? did not appeal to many people because many people did not want to put it in a kitchen. It has a room where you would expect a kitchen to be, but no anything. No cabinets. Oh, so did no... the owners just like gut it out and not? No, I actually don't understand the story behind this kitchen, and my sister doesn't either. It's like the house is beautiful. It's like actually way more, way nicer looking than all the other houses they found in their like search, and it was a better price too. It's got all this like nice old, really well kept trim that's like from the original house, which was built in like the 20s. And this room, so the reason it feels like a kitchen is that it's located centrally in the house, and it's got a tile floor. That's the end of what makes it seem like a kitchen. Otherwise, yeah. it has, like, this beautiful wood paneling that comes up to, like, you know, hip height on all of the walls, which means that there could have never been cabinets there, because it's clearly the original, the original wood paneling that was there when the house was built. And, like, the floor doesn't, like, there's nowhere, there's no gas line to it, so they couldn't have had a stove, like... It doesn't really Weird. make sense. And the couple that lived there lived there for a long time. So I, I don't know. Who's to say? Either Did way. they have a microwave and a hot plate? I, I was saying, like, you know, just get a toaster oven and a microwave and you'll be fine. But, um, yeah. but the reason I was bringing this up is because they bought this house with the expectation that they'd be able to put in a, like, bare bones, you know, Ikea kitchen for somewhere around 25 grand. And now I'm like, good fucking luck. Like, you're in a more expensive part of the country, and I just got a $35,000 quote for a drywall room, so uh, you are not going to be able to do oh, anything God. that resembles a kitchen for anything less than fifty grand, probably. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Counters? Countertops? Forget about it. Ugh, forget about forget it. About it. <laughs> forget about it. Because <laughs> it's Boston. Ah. That's funny. It's so funny. It's hilarious. What kind of exercise are you off to do, Linda? Boot camp. Is this a new... F no, forty five CrossFit the thing. F, the F forty five. It's kind of chilly today. It's been chilly every day. It's like in the fifties, but it's like the air is very wet and cold. I'm glad to be back in weather. California lack of weather is uh, upsetting to me. It's upsetting, and then it's also great, and then it's also really depressing and weird. I feel like there. Were, I would really like it in that I could have like an outdoor eating space that I could could reliably use, right? I could be like, yeah, we eat outside, yeah, seventy five percent of the time, uh, unless exactly. it's windy or whatever. That would be like the sole advantage. 
everything else about it is pure downside to me. I, I need yeah. weather. I need like change in my life. I agree with you. It feels like purgatory. You're like, am I living in a simulation? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And like, Why can't I feel anything? Time becomes an illusion. <laughs> yeah. I really like walking true. out the door sometimes and just having, you know, the weather just kind of attack you. Just have to brace yourself because it's like, ooh, like ah. ooh today is uh, a little aggressive. I like that, though. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about wind? Do you like being in a, in a windy area? Um, I do not, Andy. Huh. This is a oh, here, thing I'm I walking just... by my, my coffee boy right now. This is a thing I discovered about Hillary too. Is that Hillary does not like wind. We were watching, uh, we were watching this other show, Grand Designs, this British uh, show where couples build their dream house. Yeah. And uh, this one house was in this beautiful location on like the Scottish shoreline overlooking the Atlantic Ocean on this beautiful rocky cliff. And Hillary's like, I can never li live there. It's too windy. And I'm like, What? Who? You'll be what? <laughs> I love the wind, but she didn't, and apparently you don't either. I don't. I don't understand the idea of not liking the wind. I think it's great. Well, I like a little bit of wind, but um, I'm not like talking about like in, a tornado. But well, I know. But so when I was in the desert, there were these days where there were like wind advisories, and uh, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. And I try to go on a hike, and it would just be like blasting you in the face the whole time. Was that it sucks. like blowing sand in your face? Uh, no, it was just that the wind was like 10 or 20 degrees colder than it was outside. So yeah, that sounds great it was to me. just very icy, very, very icy. So my face was cold and I had to like bundle up, even though it was really, really sunny. So you're just like, what's going on? I also don't like wind as a woman who has to style her hair. I was wondering because... if that was one of the main factors in this. Yeah, I started wearing a ball cap recently because mm -hmm. I have bangs. So there's nothing worse than getting your bangs bangs exactly styled right, like down across your forehead, and then the wind just blows them straight up. So yeah. you just have these. That's not a great look. Not good at all. I do like your undercover celebrity look, though. The ball cap look. Yeah. Oh my god! I went to dinner with a friend the other day, and uh, when we like left the restaurant. He was like, holy shit, this woman just took a picture of you. <laughs> and I was like, what? Turned around and she like looked at me and ran away. <laughs> so I don't know who she thought I was. I was like, go ask her if she thinks I am. And he was like, I'm not doing that. And then she, she was gone. What celebrity do you think you could be? Well, everyone tells me that it's Dakota Johnson. I think we talked about this before. I'm going to Google this yeah. one again, though. Yeah, I feel like I can picture a woman that uh, I feel like looks a little bit like you, but I have no idea what show she's in. I, I know I've seen her in something. Yeah, I don't recognize this Dakota Johnson woman at all, and I don't think she looks like you at all either, frankly. That's what I think. But yeah, uh, I get it. I get it almost daily. Oh, you know, um, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, have you ever seen the unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, yes, yes. I think so you I have kind of look one. like that woman. Yeah, I've gotten that one before. Like, as once I did a comedy show in the West Village, and this drunk woman thought that I was her and, like, yeah. wouldn't let me go. That's she was, Ellie I was, Kemper. Like, I think you do look quite a bit like Ellie Kemper, which I think is okay to say because, okay. you know, she's a famous for being attractive. So I think that it's not an insult to say that. I think that's all right. That. I'm into it. That's the rule. Either of these women I'm okay with looking like. That's the rule one of my podcasts have. It's uh, that if you're going to say that someone looks like a celebrity, that celebrity must be famous in part for being good looking. That is the only, <laughs> the only celebrities you can compare people to. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so uh, still being looked at as if I'm famous, but I'm not, and that's fun. And I bet they I think just you're invested. Ellie Kemper. 
Yeah, I just invested some money in shorts. Mm, as in you bought the, the stock called shorts or you bought some shorts for yourself? I bought some shorts. I also bought some new shorts recently from my, uh, my very expensive pants company. Where are yours from? Tell me about them. This was a very big deal for us last year. So, whoa, holy shit. Bicycle. Um, sorry, just like almost getting hit. Don't do it. I won't. Uh, I don't know. I just ordered a bunch. You got them from like different bought. brands and places to try and find your, your sweet pair, try and find that perfect, perfect pair. Yeah. Yeah. And I found a few that I like. Got some denim shorts and I got some like tweed looking shorts. Nice. Yeah. I feel so. like, uh, I got my, I got my pants company. They're, the, they're my pants company and I love everything they make. And, uh, I feel like once I get, they're going to they make these linen pants in the summer. Once I get a couple of those linen pants, oh, I'm going yeah. to be set on pants for life. I almost want to like buy more and just put them in a storage container somewhere because, uh, I'm worried they will start making them differently or go out of business or something. And I will not have access to more feeling. of these pants when I, when I need them. Yep. Do it. I don't think it's wise, but <laughs> I kind of want to. Well, well, I'm almost to my class. So I got to let you go. All right, Linda, have a good time throwing around some boat anchors or whatever it is you do. I, oh, I, oh, I hope it's leg day. Ooh. Ooh. I hope it's leg day. Oh, please. Oh, please, please be leg day. I'm trying please, to become Papa. a pog. <laughs> gotta work on my butt yeah that's what i just said basically yeah okay linda have a good class okay bye, bye.